Three. And racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, uh, welcome to the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'll be your host, Tim Edwards, again, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, of course, Sean Matheson. How are you, Sean? Good, Tim. And, yeah, great to be back on the show. A few little uh, hiccups over the last couple mm. of weeks. Um oh. Without in our racing, but yeah, great to be on and great to talk about Greyhound Racing, uh, which uh, continues uh, quite prosperously. And of course, uh, we got our patrons back on course as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, so much has happened in the last month or two. We'll uh, we'll chat about that. Of course, we haven't been on for about three or four weeks. We're going to have a look at the uh, the heats and the semis of the Brian Johnston. Of course, we've got the big final coming up this Thursday night. Uh, we're going to look back at the Gawler Cup result as well. Of course, last time we were on, we were chatting about the Gawler Cup. We spoke to Troy Murray. Uh, we'll have a chat about that result. We're going to preview the the big night Thursday night, the Group 3 Brian Johnston final. And our interview this week on the Dogcast is going to be Jane McNichol. Looking forward to having a chat to her. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Dogcast. The Week in Review. Okay, the Week in Review is brought to us by Fresh Pet Food Co., proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our Gap SA Greyhounds in the Gap uh, prison programs and they're based right here in SA. You can visit their website freshpetfoodco, all one word dot com dot au. Of course we thank them for our sponsorship here with the Dogcast. Sean, we're going to look back at the uh, the week in review of course of the Brian Johnston heats from last Thursday night but before we do that, let's go back a few weeks the Gawler Cup of course. We were sitting here discussing it with Troy Murray. Troy had a couple of big chances in the race but one of them was Major Major. He was eventually able to defeat Golden Knight. There wasn't much in it on the line but Major Major was able to jump that bit cleaner than what Golden Knight did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was great to have Troy on the show and he gave us a, a leaning towards Major Major, as you mentioned, and he was proven right that uh, he was able to land in front of, of Golden Knight. Um, he got the run through and, and went to the line um, terrifically strongly and Golden Knight, far from disgrace in running second, uh, both fantastic performances, and, and we've mentioned this uh, on the show many times, how well the Troy Murray team is going, um, and certainly those two dogs are, are progressing wonderfully well and, and certainly be looking at challenging more feature races in the future. Yeah, Major Major's flying at the moment. Of course, we saw him win here last week. We'll touch on him a bit later on in the preview. So congratulations to Troy. Tops off a great year for him. He was um, uh, really successful with, uh, of course, Golden Knight and the Adelaide Cup Series and the Match Race Series as well. And, and Major Major's had a great year as well. So uh, he's had one of the best years I can rem- remember as a trainer for Troy anyway, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's a litany of dogs that are going really well for him. I saw Defy win again for him on mm. Monday night, over yep. 600, a wonderful 600-metre dog. But, yeah, it does seem like anything at the moment that Troy does take to the races has a, a really good chance of winning. And his strike rate would be phenomenal at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll also have a look at last Thursday night, Sean. Uh, the Brian Johnston semis, of course, um, they were put back a week. Of course, we were supposed to have the final last week, but because of the COVID situation, we didn't. So looking back at the results from those semis last Thursday night, Fly for Tricks was able to win uh, the Brian Johnston semi-final number one. Uh, Fly for Tricks for Jane McNichol ran terrific time, 29.59. He was able to push down from the outside and look, once he led down the back, he was going to be too strong for them. He defeated Chief Sabon and our boy Wolf, who's had a great year as well. Sally Noggin ended up finishing in fourth position. So the top four runners get through, Sean. That's how it works? Yeah, that's right, Tim. Yep. Yep. Okay. What did you make of Fly for Tricks? Uh, well, yeah, I think leading into the race, and whilst he was a $1.35 short price favourite, I think some people might have felt he drew seven 
and our boy Wolf drawing one, and our boy Wolf does come out really well and is an, such an improved chaser uh, mm. for the Prowse kennel. Uh, but thought maybe Fly for Tricks might have to work a little bit harder to get across mm. um, and might not even be able to lead. But however, um, he came out wonderfully well. And once he rolled to the top, um, it was just game over. 29-59. Chief Sabon, uh, fantastic run for Tony Nobes into second. And they say, our boy Wolf held on really well. Sally Noggin, um, she ran fourth. We know that she's got a, a, a very good record for Ray Fewings, and she mm. was fantastic in the Oaks um, back in September. So I think she'll be improved by the run, but what you took out of that was fly for tricks. What a professional greyhound he is, and I'm um, going to be very, very hard to beat in the final. Yeah, he certainly is. Um, he was able to win that uh, first semi, of course. Oakvale Blue was able to jump well on Thursday last week and win the second semi. Uh, ran a lot slower time, 29.92. Love and Thunder, to her credit, she's run terrifically well. And, and since she's been here, since basically the Oaks heats, uh, she's gone from strength to strength. And Nathan, Nathan Wilson with the Quinella there, Oakvale Blue and Love and Thunder, they cleared out from the others in Fandalumpa and Jamie Lannister. So uh, Oakvale Blues, time a lot slower, was able to go to the lead, similar to what uh, to what Fly for Tricks did, Sean. But I think, you know, if they go race against each other, Fly for Tricks is going to be a bit too strong, I would have thought. Yeah, I think um, as they match up, that's probably the case. Oakvale Blue started um, a bit better than what I think most people felt. She can do that. Mm. Um, so she can begin. Um and obviously did on last Thursday night, and which got the win. As I mentioned, Love and Thunder's been doing a great job for Nathan um, since being sent across here. Um, and Zinfandel Lumper and Jamie Lannister, they're going to have a hard task in the final, but a credit to the uh, the owners and connections of getting their dogs through. I'd just like to mention it is actually a credit to all the owners and connections of this series. It's mm. a really prestigious series, and... Um, the race was put back two weeks. It was going to be put back three weeks. Yep. Um, and there was a bit of chopping and changing with the lockdown. So it was a really um, a wonderful effort by all the trainers to mobilise their greyhounds to, to get their dogs to the semifinals mm -hmm. and perform at their best, um, which helps the, uh, a really prestigious series, as I mentioned, be run and highlighted by the final tomorrow night um, at Group 3 level. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, last Thursday night we had Major Major, who we just spoke about, who's doing things terrifically well at the moment. He was able to step out and win race number two, ran 29.56. He's just a good dog, isn't he, Sean? He is. Uh, we've spoken about him before, and, and he's such a smart dog in the field. He knows where to go, and he's a big greyhound too. He just pushes other dogs out the way. He rails so super hard, um, a really professional type. And yeah, wouldn't you love to have him in your kennel? You just know what you're going to get from him every week. And the beauty of him is he can begin and he can mm. begin with as quick as any dog in Australia. Yeah. So he did do that last Thursday night, 4.43, reflecting the time he went 29.56. And of course, Defy was a winner there last Thursday. He looked uh, very hard to beat on paper. Of course, Rajasthan was in that same race. Rajasthan came down, but Defy was going to be too strong as they swung the bend. He ran uh, 29.88 for Defy. Yeah, um, began well. There wasn't a lot of speed in the race, so he was able to work across uh, early in the piece, lobbed third, uh, and then was going to be really hard to beat. You know, thankfully, Rajasthan, which has been a terrific greyhound for Aloisi um, connections, uh, did take a tumble, mm. um, but looks as if he's all okay. It didn't look fantastic, but everything looks as if he's fine with him. But yeah, Defoe um, went on his merry way. And as we mentioned, he won again on Monday night. So yeah. he just keeps going from strength to strength. Yeah, and of course, uh, Sir Truculent, we should touch on him. He's in Thursday night, but of course, second placing in the bold trees at Sandown last week. 
Um, he's going again from strength to strength. Sean, he's back here racing in South Australia, back on his favourite track at Angle Park Thursday night. He looks the winner again, but great to see him having success over the border as well. Oh, wasn't it fantastic? God, I mean, just turning for home last week. Mm. I think every South Australian was hoping he'd just be able to push up the inside and just grab um, Manila Knight, which yeah. did a good job to lead throughout. Uh, he's He's just a fantastic greyhound. Um, I'd love to see him have a sustained period in Victoria because mm. I feel as if um, with that really competitive racing is really bringing out the best of him. Having said that, as a parochial South Australian, isn't it fantastic to see him going oh, yes. around on a Thursday night? And um, we just know where he'll be racing every Thursday, mm. it seems, it, doesn't it he? It is. It is. And he's been up for a long time, but he continues to, to flourish on racing, I guess. And he loves being at the track. so um, And you know we're going to get with him every time. He's going to put in 100%. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there, Sean. I think I'd like to see him spend some time over the border and attack some of those bigger races in Victoria. Uh, Webleck Ace won the Group 3 Sir John Dillon uh, Sandown last week. That was bred by Jane McNichol, I believe. Yeah, well, we, we can talk to Jane about this one as well, but uh, he's doing a fantastic job, trained by the Britons over there. I think... Um, Neville Leckle, um, mm-hmm. the ownership um, in partnership there. So uh, doing a great job. Won the Sir John Dillon over the 595 at Sandown. And this dog also took out the Victorian National Sprint Final. Mm. So SA Bread Dogs, Tim, doing mm. wonderfully well. Not just the ones that um, are racing around in SA that we know with SA trainers, but uh, you know across the border, um, SA Bread Dogs are doing fantastically well. Um, Weblake Ace highlighted that by taking out that Group 3 final. Um, to touch on a few others, Sir, um, Shadow Mist, we'll see him in Tasmania uh, next Thursday night, taking on the Hobart 1000. Yep. I believe he he's over there. He's trialling there tomorrow night at Hobart. Uh, I think Tommy Shelby's heading that way mm-hmm. as well. So they'll um, match themselves up again, hopefully in the final, as they did in the Million Dollar Chase. Yep. So it'll be great if Shadow Mist can progress through. And, and we did touch on Major Major, I neglected to mention that he is in the... Queensland Derby Heats on Thursday night. Yep. Drawn box one for Troy Murray. And it not he doing some travelling? Oh, he's he, he, he won in uh, Victoria. Um, Tommy Shelby was in that race. Won at huge odds, by the way. Mm. Uh, and then came back to SA last week. Won. Now he's going to be in Queensland. So he's uh, clocking up the miles. He certainly is. Um, that is for sure and certain. That, of course, is uh, the week in review. And that's thanks to uh, Fresh Pet Food Co., uh, Proud supporters of Greyhound Racing here in South Australia. Now the kids are all at school, I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids! That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Yeah, the preview this week, of course, um, is uh, thanks to the Greyhound Tips Twitter feed, uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and, and get on board. Of course, gamble responsibly. Um, we're looking at the Brian Johnston final on Thursday night and also the card of racing there on Thursday. What did you make of the final field, Sean? This is the lineup if you've missed it. Uh, no doubt the favourite's going to be Fly for Tricks, drawn box number one. I think he's looking for six in a row now. Uh, Jamie Lannister, number two for Bob Isaacson. Of course, Fly for Tricks, trained by Jane McNichol. We've got Chief Sabon, who makes the field for Tony Nobes. Sally Noggin for Ray Fewings. Uh, Love and Thunder, Nathan Wilson. In box six is Oakvale Blue for Nathan Wilson. So Nathan's pair drawing alongside each other. Seven is our boy Wolf for Brenton Prowse. 
Number eight's a scratching already. Uh, that'll mean Emily Neary gets a start, Sean, which is for Vadim Roz at this stage. Box nine will go into box number eight. So a group three final, uh, 25,000 to the winner, Sean. Yeah, that's correct, Tim. Uh, we did the box draft the, the semi-finals last Thursday night and the first dog out was Fly for Tricks and he drew box one. And so there was a little bit of deflation in the room around that because obviously through the semi-final, um, his performance was outstanding. Drawing box one. Mm. I think, Tim, whilst there's no markets out yet, he's going to be a very, very short price favourite. Yeah. Um, I think he steps and, I mean, he's been stepping wonderfully well recently. Steps and he wins. I think mm. that's pretty clear cut. Only bad luck will we'll, um, see a defeat there. Um, looking outside of... Those greyhounds, as I mentioned, I think Sally Noggin will be improved by the run for Ray Fewings. I think that she can begin. She ran uh, second much in better. the Oaks, didn't she, Sean? She ran second in the Oaks, yeah. um, which was a, a huge effort. Mm. Um, and I think she can pull a good run out mm. and she can show some speed. So I'm looking for her at a bit of an each way value to uh, to run a bold race. And then I think the the Nathan Wilson pair will, will run very, very well. Love and Thunder Oakvale Butte. Um, our boy Wolf, we've mentioned. Uh, Brenton Prowse, uh, been doing a great job. Uh, he's such an improved greyhound, and mm. um, it'd be wonderfully uh, exciting for the connections to have him in a, a Group 3 final yeah. and also performing. And he can show speed. He could lead this, mm. but I'm just looking at just all the runners on his inside pushing up a little bit. So I'm leaning a bit more towards fly for tricks straight out, Sally Noggin on each way basis, and then looking at Love and Thunder and Oakvale Blue to fill the first four. Yeah, fly for tricks. He was just so um, he was so keen on pushing forward the other night from box seven. He was able to get over and lead. And from box one, he's got a good record. He's had two goes, two wins. So you can't tip against him. I think the only way they'll beat him is if he does blow the start and something does cut down in front of him and, and he'll have to come from behind. Not saying he can't come from behind, but it will be harder for him. So, um, yeah, he looks the logical selection. Uh, I agree. Love and Thunder, she's just racing so well. You've got to have her in calculations. Oakvale Blue jumped well last week. Um, doesn't always do that, but uh, if he's able to jump with our boy Wolf, they look to be chances of getting towards the lead, but whether or not they can get across fly for tricks, I don't think they can. Sally Noggin, as you said, she's probably the uh, the query greyhound that um, I've seen her run some terrific races, and you see her run some some races where she looks the winner, but she doesn't win. But she is very capable, as we saw on Oaks Night, of getting close to winning one of these feature races. And, and Ray Fewings prepares her very, very well. So looks a great race. The Brian Johnson will talk to Jane McNichol about her chance with Fly for Tricks a little bit later on. Uh, we've got a 12-race program there on Thursday night, Sean. Um, yep. uh, other feature races on the night, I guess, worth noting. We can look at, uh, of course, Sir Truculent race number 10. He comes up with box number 6. No doubt Mr. Curie will try and ping out and lead. Angry Trip's been going well. Boom down, we know what we're going to get with him, but um, probably hard to see him getting beaten, so truculent. Yeah, and also Line Seeker into the mix. Mm. It, it won the 700-metre race last Thursday yeah. night with Sir Truculent Interstate. So, and it was a good run for Beck Roman. So mm. he won't have it all his own way, but again, just down the back straight, we'll know where the big boy will be and um, hopefully be rocketing home and hopefully people are hanging around um, mm. until race 10 at the very least to see um, one of our star greyhounds uh, strut his stuff. Yeah, the other good race on the night's race nine, I reckon. Jax Wells come up with box one for Cam Butcher. He's a greyhound that continues to improve and... He's run 29.72 before. American Man's racing consistently. Kachua's going to be a real strong type late. Zipping Ted, we know he can perform on his night. 
And Woodside, Zulu and Fantastic Pippa are both chances too. So in that race, race number nine, I think they've all got some winning hope, Sean. Yeah, what we find, it's a grade four event. We do find, you know, you take away some of the the Golden Knights or Major Major and, and the, the other dogs are very, very close to each other. So it's a mm. real opportunity for some of these greyhounds to separate themselves from the uh, from the rest of the of the uh, of the the dogs mm. and really progress into that genuine open company stand. And as you mentioned, it's a really wide open affair. Um, they can all run time, so it's just a bit of luck in running there. I think. Yeah, yeah. And what was your best on the program, Sean? Well, I'm looking at the first race mm. uh, on Thursday night, uh, Tim. It's a, a very good race. I'm looking at number five, Bold Mirage for Ray Murray. Mm. You know, we spoke about Troy having a very good run with his dogs. So Ray, we know he's also been having a a terrific run with his greyhounds and bold mirage. I think in this race, um, he can easily lead this field. Mm. Uh, and I think he is the speed dog. So I'm looking at him being able to lead. Uh, he returned over the 500 meters after a couple of runs over the short course, um, uh, in running third last week behind blister and blister's an open company dog. He didn't have a lot of luck early. I think he can uh, roll to the front here and uh, be able to run some time in front. So I'm looking at race one, number five, bold mirage is my best. Yeah, it's a tricky program. I, I thought two later in the night worth playing were a very risky dog, race 11, number two, Rogue Planet. He's a he's a dog that I'd follow strongly over the longer trips. He does find bother in his races. He's got no early speed, but if he gets to the outside down the back, I think he's worth something on it, a small bet. And I reckon the best bet on the program is in the last race, race 12, uh, number eight, Gold Flyer, mm. Sean. Uh, she stepped out the other night from box one. I don't think she really liked box one. She has got a 4.39 early from an outside box. She's been a model of consistency running second four of her last five runs. And I reckon on Thursday night, she's a rough chance of pinging, getting over and leading. And, and if she's out in front, she'll take some catching. So I made her the best. I think you'll get some value out of race 11, number two, Rogue Planet. And we should say too, Sean, that uh, patrons are allowed back on track uh, basically as of uh, Tuesday this week. But um, they're available Thursday night to head out to Angle Park. Yeah, that's right. Um, again, um, fantastic to get our patrons back on course. Mm. Um, it was a bit of a, a difficult time there for, for our owners of our dogs not being able to attend and only essential people. But yeah, all back on course from Tuesday. Um, there'll be some restrictions, obviously, due to the COVID, um, yep. COVID plan. You've got to scan in, which is now yeah, I noticed occurring. That. I, I did notice that the other day. So you've got to download the app, yep. uh, the COVID Safe app, and then, of course, uh, go online and, uh, and scan your mobile phone or device, a laptop or an iPad or something, yep. uh, and then you're registered as you've been on track. Yeah, it's a really easy process. Um, uh, the, those who can't do it will we'll start to sign in mm. so we can trace the people who are on course. Mm. Um but it's a really pr easy process. So I encourage people to download the app, um, scan themselves in. It's going to be a way of life, I think, mm. Tim, with any venues you want to go to. Yep. You're going to have to do it. So um, you might as well start doing it now. Come into the Greyhounds. We want you to come along. Mm. There should not be a barrier to anyone coming along. Um, it's great to have people on course. So we'll get them there. The other uh, um, terrific news was the borders are open yep. with uh, Victoria. So it's really encouraging news for particularly our Mount Gambia um, yes. people who've, who've been doing it tough with only the one race meeting. Our trainers have had to travel up here and race. We'll hopefully be get, getting back to two meetings uh, by the 1st of January. I know they've got two meetings uh, during the week um, in middle of December. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But it'll be terrific to get... Um, not only for our locals down the southeast, but also for those really terrific supporters from across the border yep. who come to Mount Gambia, support our local industry. 
Um, so that that club was thriving before COVID. Mm. They've done a great job to get through, and we're just going to really support them, get back to where they were, and um, again, it will thrive again. Yep. All looking forward to what's happening Thursday night, of course, the Brian Johnston uh, final. Looking forward to seeing what unfolds there, Sean. That is the the preview. That's thanks to uh, Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Jump on Twitter, get on board, search at the Dogs SA. You'll get free tips for every meeting here in South Australia. As always, gamble responsibly. The interview. Yes, the interview this week on the Dogcast is uh, focusing on the Brian Johnston final there on Thursday night. And Jane McNichol has been kind enough to give her some of our time uh, uh, today on the Dogcast. How are you, Jane? I'm well, thank you. This morning. Um, Jane, uh, first of all, congratulations for, for getting Fly for Tricks into the final there on Thursday night. Thank you very much. Yes, I was very pleased to see him in there. Yeah, he's having a great year. We'll talk about him shortly. But um, you're a bit of a jack of all trades, uh, Jane. You, you've got your, uh, I get your hand in most pies. You're a, you're a vet, of course, um, a breeder, a trainer here in South Australia. And uh, have you done some educating at the Adelaide Uni as well? Do you do that as well? Yeah, I have done in the past. I'm not currently, but yes, I have um, uh, lectured both at TAFE and at uh, the Adelaide University. Um, so yes. Uh, tried tried a few different activities in my time. Mm, what do you like the most out of all your um, things that you've done so far? Oh, I, I've enjoyed all of all of the jobs. Um, it's you know if you put your mind to it and get the results, it's just, they're they're all rewarding in their own way. Um, Jane, is it right that you just got back into training earlier this year? You haven't been training for that long this year, have you? No, I mean back in the eighties, I trained. Uh, a slightly bigger team of dogs were never more than six or seven um and then um i you know was too busy with work and didn't have time and then early this year when i had these three young dogs coming on i thought oh well maybe it was a time to um yeah try my hand at training again and so i opted out of the the track work and uh, took on this team and so far They've been very rewarding. Yeah, and you're still breeding greyhounds as well? Well, I, I was lucky enough to uh, be lent the mother of the three that I'm currently racing. That's where Black Rose, mm. owned by Neville Leckel and, and Jeffrey Weber. And um, they were looking for someone to take her on to, to help her for a couple of litters. And because she descends from... Uh, one of the well from the very first litter of greyhounds I ever bred. Mm. Um, she's a descendant of that family, and so I took her on, and and she's been an absolutely phenomenal producer. I think she's every puppy she's produced is one. Yeah, wow, wow, and of course she had a winner there at Sandown. Uh, so and the Sir John Dillon last week, Webley like Case. Yeah, that's that's a half brother, and that's one of the Kinlock Braves, and uh, all of that litter of one, and uh, they've done they've done exceptionally well in Victoria, and yes, I think you know she's she's been producing three or four city winners a week in mm. in Melbourne and Adelaide, which is an extraordinary achievement for any bitch. Mm. Are you happy, honey, having the the three or four greyhounds in work? Is there you know, there's the aspiration there to 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 get a few more in the kennel? No, 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 I'm very happy with just having the three, and uh, I have a my the half sister, the older one, Firetail, who's from Webleck Rose, mm-hmm. and so she will probably um, have a litter sometime next year. Yep. Um, but that will be the extent of my involvement. 
Yeah, well, okay, probably hard enough with, uh, you know, being a vet and having the, the breeding and the training side of things going as well. It's just, uh, it's just too busy, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I don't believe you can do justice to everything if you're, if you're big. You know, I've, even when I had a lot of dogs, I never bred more than four litters a year and uh, never had more than, than seven in work. And mm. that's, I think, six, is a, six or seven is as many as one person can and handle effectively to do justice to the dogs. Yeah, and you space your runs very well with the greyhounds you have, Jane. You don't over-race them? No. Um, I Well, as a, a, a retired runner, um, when I was young and fit, I used to do a lot of competitive running, and, and from that I developed a lot of ideas about um, training and preparation, and um, also I've studied animal behaviour and one of the topics I lectured in. And so I realized that, you know, an athlete, which is an athlete, is an athlete and it has to feel well and want to do it. Um, there's nothing worse than lining up for a race when you're feeling a bit tired or a bit off because I've been there, done that, mm. know what it feels like. So, yes, yeah, so I think uh, keeping them fresh and happy and wanting to race is is critical to, to getting the best performance. And what's the regime as a, as a trainer with a greyhound each morning? You're up earlier, I, I guess, to, to take the greyhounds out and uh, they get a run around the, the paddock for a while, do they? Yes, yes. I'm fortunate because I have a 100-acre farm, so I've got a reasonable amount of space to run them around. And so, mm. yes, we go out at 6 or 7 in the morning when it's nice and fresh and they have a run in the paddock and... Um, yes, we only go to the track if, if for essentially if we're racing or for some other special reason they need to trial. But I don't trial behind mm. the lure any more than I have to. Okay, well, that's interesting. That uh, that that's obviously a, a a plan with you with your training technique, Jane. Yes, that's. I mean that that's what I've always believed. Up. Well, virtually every greyhound eventually suffers some minor injuries, or they either retire either because they're mentally tired or because they're physically tired mm. and so my belief is that every run behind the lure is one less race they can ever run okay interesting. So only, if you like it it's like a set of tires there are only so many miles in in their legs yes so, you know yeah. they eventually wear out yeah good point all right well let's talk about fly for tricks um you must have been happy last thursday night he was out he, he loves down, being able to push down to the rail doesn't he yeah yeah he's definitely a railer and fortunately he's he has a, a reasonably good acceleration. He's not a great box dog, which is his probably worst fault. Um, but fortunately, he was able to just clear the dog on his inside and get to the rail. And uh, from there on, he had a nice clear run. Mm. He's had 20 starts now, 14 wins, three minors. He's won six in a row. Um, what, did he always show ability, Jane, from day one? Yes, he always had some ability. And um, I didn't want to rush him so I sort of back earlier in the year I thought well things like the derby or the the puppy classic would be his main aims and so we just poked around at Murray Bridge and had a few runs over the shorts and things and um, gradually brought you know improved his fitness to the level that he's at now which I'm quite pleased with. Mm, he looks an ideal Adelaide Cup dog for next year. Well, yes. I mean, some people thought I should have run him this year, but he was he was not experienced enough, and I think that's a good way to ruin a good dog. Put him in against the big boys and get them knocked around and lose confidence, and yeah, yeah. it's it's not a wise procedure. So yeah, he's only just turned two, mm. 
this month, so or last month rather. So yes, he should be at his best through this next coming year. What's the uh, what's the plan with him after uh, Thursday night? What do you do with him there, Jane? Um, well, I'll still be looking for age-related races. I there's the Murray Bridge Derby, which for which he's eligible. So we'd probably look at that, and if he's still looking well and and uh, hasn't any problems, might even consider um, going across for the the Silver Chief in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was just that was going to be my next question to you. Would you? contemplate heading over the border now the restrictions are easing it's going to be a lot easier yes so th- so that's a possibility um but anyway we'll see see yeah. how things pan out in the next few weeks yeah well it's certainly been a great year for you you've got the other couple of greyhounds that have been uh, that have been okay along the way but it's always good to have a star in the in the kennel isn't it fly for tricks well that's right i mean i've been fortunate that his sister phenambulist won the the oaks mm. and then he's other little sister, Fly for Fashion, won the Coursing Oaks, and 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 then he recently won the, the Lee Rogers. So yes, three, to have three in the kennel and have more win feature races is is really exciting. Yeah, well, best of luck on Thursday night, uh, Jane, and hopefully box one. You've got the right box, you've got the right dog. It's just a matter of getting out now, and if he does what most people expect him to do, he'll uh, he'll have the Brian Johnson to his mantle as well. well I hope so. Mm. Well, best okay. of luck, best of luck, Jane. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, Jane. Jane McNichol there, Sean, our guest on the Dogcast. Of course, she's uh, she's a very uh, knowledgeable person. And, uh, of course, uh, she holds many mantles in this game. Uh, a vet, as we said, she's done an educating role at the Adelaide Uni. Um, she's a breeder. She's a trainer. She's a successful trainer and breeder, too, we should say. Um, and I like the fact that she doesn't over-race her dogs. Uh, and I thought that the comments there that she mentioned that uh, she doesn't like to trial them, mm. that's another thing that I guess... Most trainers do like to trial their dogs. Yeah, I think um, like like everyone in the industry, they've all got an opinion on yeah. what, what's that best for them, and, and clearly that works for her. Um, clearly, uh, other trainers look to go a different path, and you know that's fine. But uh, clearly, she's getting results um, with whatever she's doing, and it was highlighted as she mentioned. Um, she knows how to win a feature race, mm. um, and it was highlighted when she did win the Oaks that it was I think twenty nine years she won the Oaks. 29 years previous with a dog called True to Do. So she has been around for a long time and very, very knowledgeable. So I'd I'd encourage anyone who gets uh, an opportunity to spend, you know, five or 10 minutes with her, Mm. um, take it all on board because um, she certainly knows what she's talking about. She's been in the industry a long time and and she has the Greyhound's um, health and well-being at heart. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, it, it, a very knowledgeable person. Great to have her on the show. Yep, sure was. That was our edition of the Dogcast. We thank Jane for coming on board and having a chat to us. We look forward to Thursday night's uh, Group 3 Brian Johnston final. But for now, we'll say goodbye.